Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ready? Play. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, no matter where in the world you are tuning in from. You may be wondering, what is going on here? Your usual host, Nick, is is here and and I'm here. Well, I'm here for 15 minutes anyway, just to get this show on the road. I have lots of questions for Nick about Rome so far and also what is also still to come in Rome on the WTA side and maybe even one or two broader thoughts on the last seven days in women's tennis and perhaps maybe the next seven days too. Um, Nick, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing very well, John. I'm doing very well. Um, I've definitely um, been uh, intrigued by the absolute madness of the Rome WTA draw. Um, or at least half of it, um, and uh, uh, you know, I've uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting week so far, and setting up some fascinating stories for next week. Cool. I'm just posting in the live chat right now, so get your questions and comments in for Nick because in 15 minutes he will be alone and very lonely, and perhaps need your comfort. And your comfort can be provided both in comments and questions. So we'll address them probably in the second half of the show. So get them in right now. Don't worry, we won't be ignoring you, but we'll just address them when I'm gone. Um, Anyway, Nick, you did say it's been chaotic, but there has been one person who has been serenely uh, going through the draw, as only she knows. Give me your thoughts on Iga's two matches, I believe, that she's had so far. Yeah, um, dominant. Just Completely dominant. Um, I have been... She's dropped two games in two matches and both of them were the opening two games against Alicia Serenko today. Um, yeah. These are ideal conditions for Igor Svantec. We know she likes it in Rome. She's played the tournament three times and won it twice um, in her career. Um, and the only time she lost was against Arantha Rus in 2020. It was arguably... I don't think she's had a, a, a worse loss since in terms of um, kind of calibre of opponent. Um, 
but she's um but and even then like it's interviews subsequently have come out i've said that she, she was kind of having a bad day and she wasn't in a great place at the time so yeah slow clay court conditions it's all about Sviantec and um there's been she's done nothing really wrong um in any of her matches that she's played so far and uh the question is basically who can get more than two games off her <laughs> will her next opponent be able to do so i can see that it's to be decided so who's she awaiting the winner of do you know yes yeah, donna vekic and ludmila samsonova um okay. so at the minute donna vekic is serving for the match five two okay. up in the deciding set so samsonova won the first set six two vekic took the second on a tie break and then is a game away potentially from booking a place with Iga Sviantec. I could see Vekic. Vekic, they played last year in the uh, San Diego final. Vekic took a set off her, um, but obviously very different conditions, um, not ones that necessarily favoured Sviantec, but I could see Vekic getting a few games, maybe. Okay, so that's uh, eager tick, I would even suggest. I mean, maybe she'll be the broad shadow hanging over just about every single player on the WTA tour. So mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be mentioning her again before this show is out. But I think we should begin, really, with her conqueror in Madrid, uh, who came into this tournament, uh, Arena Sabalenka, as Possibly the second favourite. I know that Damien, for example, was very keen to point out the conditions in Rome Mm -hmm. don't suit Sabalenka like they do in Madrid. And I get that. But there was one half of the draw that was much trickier than the other, in my opinion, with uh, Krajcikova, for example, Ostabenko, who, of course, will be coming to shortly. I think Anjabur as well, who we'll definitely be touching on too. All of these players. And I think, am I right in thinking of Abakana? They're all in the same side of the draw. With ego, am I right? Yeah, or they were anyway. So yeah, Krajik. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only one of those is still left is um, Rebecca, who got a little bit lucky perhaps today in the fact that her opponent um, uh, ended up retiring through injury. Right? Yeah, yeah. Four three up in the first set. So a little bit unfortunate for Callan Sky and, and her fans. I mean, the only other name I'm looking at the top half of the draw who's still is yeah still there who you know, might be eye-catching is um, Badosa. Um, but yeah, yeah, in the in the top half of the draw with Iga, there was, yeah, as you say, Krajikova, Zachary, Jabur. Um, so um, to see, uh, and, and uh, they've all, those three names are all kind of gone now. Um, um, is Zachary gone too? Zachary's out. Zachary lost today. Dear me. So it shows how far by. You missed she lost today. She lost in... at seven five six three. That, First is a, match today. that is a brutal draw. I'm just looking at her, her results now. That is a brutal draw, mind you, to play Vandrusova in the last 32. Yeah. Um, both of those are given the right draw, in my opinion, potential finalists. But then I guess you could argue, um, <laughs> with the exception of Iga, she's definitely a potential finalist in Rome. But I guess, right, with, with how crazy it has been, I mean, I know Coco Goff went out. As, did she go today, wasn't it? And I saw yeah, the today. match point. Was it yesterday? I saw the match point it and it, there was a forehand into the net. And, well, it is a bit of a broken record um, with Coco. Have you got any thoughts on, on Coco and where she's at? Because she's going to be dropping a lot of points, of course, if she doesn't make the French Open final. I'm shocked that she lost it. I mean, like, uh, Bushkova isn't bad, like, Bushkova is a pretty solid player. She's got pedigree. Um, but I didn't see the match. I wasn't able to see what happened. 
Um, it did look like a little bit of a capitulation from what I was kind of seeing on Twitter. So of similar issues again with the golf forehand um, and the kind of cost her a bit today. But like she was dominant against Putin Sober. I saw the mm -hmm. match. She beat Putin Sober 6 left 6 one and golf controlled everything against the opponent who's historically given her a lot of problems. Um, the forehand was working. There was a lot of variety. Everything was just clicking. I thought, okay, here we go. Potential finalists with the way this draw is going. Yeah. Um, and then Bushkova happened um, today. So, yeah, a little concerned with how Goff is looking going into this. She's three wins, three losses on clay so far this year. That's not great going into the French Open. And, um, yeah, I, I'm struggling to see her going going deep in at Roland Garros. But if we're looking at potentially slower clay courts causing chaos, it's very hard to predict right now um, where she'd be at. But she's not one of my favourites right now. Yeah. Um, okay. Before we, we move away too quickly from Sabalenka, uh, I, I want to talk about both Arena and the person who beat her as well, mm -hmm. of course, Kenan, uh, who's a French Open finalist herself from 2020, am I right? Maybe 20, yeah, yeah 2020, where she lost to, to Igor, I believe, in that final. Um, first of all, Sabalenka, um, where, where are we at? Does, does this mean we need to start pressing the panic button? Does it mean we need to start saying that she's not a contender in Paris or, or where are we at? No, we don't need to say she's not a contender. I mean, Damien is right. These court conditions don't suit her. She was a semi-finalist last year in Rome, um, and that was a big result for her. Um, she, um, I, honestly, I don't think she was quite at her best in the match that she lost, but I also think that her opponent played an excellent match. And um, I know we kind of seem to be building up for a grand reveal of who who that opponent was. Um I don't think it's a panic button. I don't think Sabalenka's got high expectations. She's never been past the third round of Roland Garros. Mm -hmm. um, I think she'll be at a massive disadvantage against much more comfortable clay court players anyway, because she'll be frustrated mm -hmm. that her game, she can't overpower her opponents in the same way. Um, but at the same time, I think it would take an experienced, comfortable clay quarter to beat her right now. What's her limit so far in terms of her career in power? She's never been beyond, beyond, beyond third round. Third, third round, yeah. Third which round. Is, yeah. I mean, she's, so she's not made the second week uh, as yet. By the way, for those of you just tuning in, make sure you hit the like button. For those of you thinking, I don't want John on my screen, I don't want to see you, I just want to see Nick, you'll be pleased to know in five minutes I will be leaving. So get your questions in uh, for Nick. Um, but, um, yeah, so get your questions in for Nick. Nick will be, uh, for the second half of the show, will be on his own. So get your comments in, likes and subscribes and all that other stuff. Um, okay, so... What about Kenan? I mean, I yeah. know she's now out, unfortunately, and this is the nature of the beast, that you have this incredible high of beating uh, the world number two in Arena Savalenka. Um, but at least let's focus on some positives for her because she's had a horrid couple of years, but there mm. have been some shoots of recovery this year, right? Yeah, and I think this is the biggest, most promising one. That, as I say, I, I, I said on Twitter um, after watching that match that, between Kenan and Savalenka that... Um, that was a clay court masterclass from Kenan. Um, okay. She barely missed. Um, she threw up all kinds of loopy balls to um, disrupt Sabalenka. Her movement was incredible. She ran down everything. Like, yes, yeah, Sabalenka, and just neutralize. it was able to neutralize everything that Sabalenka threw at her, um, was able to throw at her. Um, and this is, that's someone, and, and she was playing like someone who is a Roland Garros runner-up in 2020. Um, 
so definitely very comfortable on the clay. I was a little surprised for her to lose to Kalanina. She's clearly not building that consistency back up again, which is worrying me a little bit. But she's shown that her old level is still there. And I think if she gets a confidence building run, we'll start seeing her uh, more regularly and kind of higher up the rankings because at the minute she's ranked outside the top 100. Um, I would, I am now hopeful we'll be seeing her back in the top 100 um, by the end of the year. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. And uh, really, I mean, she had a, a, before the Australian Open, I think she had a good run. Maybe she got to a final somewhere, uh, maybe in New Zealand. I'm just trying to think. She had some wins anyway. And I thought, okay, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Then she ran into Azarenka in the first round in Melbourne. And I actually, I actually tipped her to go through in that Azarenka clash in the former Australian Opens. Of course, I got it wrong, as I often do. And of course, Azarenka went on to have an amazing tournament herself in, in getting to the semi-finals. Um, but we saw lots of signs. She had a couple of more brutal draws, I believe, before she got a few more wins under her belt, Kenan. But really glad to see her getting these wins uh, against top... I think it was her first win over a top 10 opponent in two or three years, I think. Something yeah. like that. So we can see certainly some optimistic signs for Kenan. Um, and I obviously no need to press the panic button just yet for Sabalenka. She will almost certainly be, I'm pretty sure she'll be on the opposite heart, side of the draw to Eager. And anybody on the other side of the draw to Eager's Fiontech will be thinking, I've got a chance. You know, I mean, I, I agree. Coco Goff's form has really gone down in the last few months, but mm. she's been in the French Open final before. You know, Sabalenka, world number two. Arguably, just in talent alone, she's neck and neck with Eager. But I think Eager, obviously, on this surface in particular, mm -hmm. will have an advantage. But, um, you know, wherever, you know, you could go through Krajcikova, of course, a former winner. Uh, Krajcikova. Let's have a quick word on her and Ostapenko before I depart. Yeah. Um, because that match took place today and it was nuts. Nick, tell me more. Yeah, uh, that was a bonkers, bonkers match. Um, so I, I, that's the one I main one I kind of caught today because I thought, oh, 2021 Roland Garros champion versus the 2017 Roland Garros champion. This is mm -hmm. going to be interesting. Very similar conditions. Um, and um, it started off with standard Ostapenko misfiring, with, like, like Ostapenko having a bad day, misfiring, Krajikova being solid and consistent. And then Ostapenko switched on at the same time as a few things. Um, Started to irritate Krajikova. So um, obviously Ostapenko's level going up would have rattled her a bit, but there were at things in the crowd distracting her. Um, it was one point where she was distracted by someone bringing their dog in. Um, so um, it was, it, it, she just completely lost focus and then started making really uncharacteristic errors for her. Um, still managed to take it to a tie break, but it was, it went from uh, Krajikova leading 5-1 to 6-5 Ostapenko. Could you give a hold serve ticket to a tie break? Goes 2-love up in the tie break, loses the tie break 7-2, and loses the next set 6-love. It was a complete mess. Um, so um, I, I genuinely think that's one of the worst performances I've seen from Barbara Krajikova, and it's uncharacteristic, and I think something was bothering her. Um, but yeah, that's not great um, preparation for Roland Garros. It's not a great confidence builder. On the opposite end of the spectrum, can't rule out Ostapenko from making the second week again now. But um, we have to see because Ostapenko generally has one or two big wins and then her level drops and she can't sustain it. Not yeah. So um, 
we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, not a great day at the office for Barbora Krajikova, but maybe again, not a panic button yet because I'm just going to call it a bad day that happens sometimes and things going against her. Yes, and of course, Nick, uh, just under a week ago, released his uh, WTA power rankings ahead of the French Open. And of course, the next seven days, I'm sure, will have an influence on the final one before the French Open. I say it'll have an influence. Between 2 and 10, it'll have an influence, trust me. Eager, (laughs) barring injury, Eager could lose you know, her next match. And I think we're pretty sure that she'll stay at number one, but you never know. But listen, I have to go. So listen, audience, before I do though, I just want to get you guys. I can see Sean has joined us. Thanks for joining us, Sean. Make sure you hit the like button. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Um, And please get your questions in for Nick because he's on his own now. I'm sure Mm -hmm. he's going to go off on a certain tangent, maybe even a few. And at the end of the show, he'll want to address some of your comments and your questions. So get those in. And uh, Nick, um, enjoy however long it takes, whether you're here for five minutes or 20 minutes. It's all good by me, but take care. Thanks, John. Thanks for coming on and uh, great chatting times with you as always. Um, I'm just going to share the stream on my Twitter um, very quickly, um, but I will kind of talk and do that at the same time. Um, But yeah, please, please throw questions at me. This is an an Ask Nick Anything Try and stick it to women's tennis, um, but you know, um, I'll I'll have a look at the questions um, I get, and I will see um, uh, if I will, and and uh, I will uh, if it's something I think, oh, that would be fun to talk about. Then yeah, let's talk about it. Um, so throw throw anything at me. Um, yeah, what a week! Um, what a week um, at. Um, uh, in Rome, um, as we said, we touched on some of the stories, the main stories being um, big names going out. Um, John touched on my uh, power rankings um, for earlier. And actually, if, if, if we run quickly down through them, like number one was Sviontek, number two was Krajik- was Sapalenka, number three was Krajikova, number four was Shabur, five Pagula, six Sakari. They're all out. They're all out. Um, so I'm expecting some... Uh, minor shakeups. Um, I think uh, number seven was Kutumatova. She's still in. Um, she is going to be playing uh, Marie Bushkova, the conqueror of Coco Goff, in the fourth round. Um, Goff was number eight on the list, so she's out. Number nine is Daria Kasakina. She's still in the Rome draw. Um, she had a tough one though. She she ended up um, having to beat uh, Julie Grabher in a deciding tie break. Um, uh, which uh, I looked like really close match. Um, so Takasakina will be playing Ostapenko. That's going to be a massive clash on styles. And this slow clay is probably going to give Kasakina her best chance of beating Ostapenko. She's not going to be overpowered as easily. That being said, Ostapenko, as shown today, but also during her French Open 2017 run, can blast anyone off any surface, uh, regardless um, uh, uh uh, regardless of the surface and regardless of conditions. Um, uh, just finishing off this, and then I will have a look and see what we've got coming in. Um, With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cool. Um, so, all right. Hey, I'm Max. Um, I don't see who can, yeah, don't see that, um, uh, you don't see uh, who could be a tricky opponent for an eager, uh, Ron Garros. Uh, no, I mean, like, yeah, I don't, yeah, barring injury, I don't think there's anyone that I see beating her. Uh, but then, you know, we've got Jean Shin Wen who pushed her in Paris. Um, if she's got like a, if she's managing to hit through the conditions, um, no, she she could do someone who's able, who's got the power that it doesn't matter, um, maybe. Um, someone like Von Drusheva who can be a bit tricky, tricksy. Um, also like slow court conditions, someone who's feeling having a very good day could take a set. Um, but yeah, if you mean tricky is in someone who could maybe take a set off eager or push her in too close. Um, yeah, it's the list is not immediately obvious. I think if we went down the WTA rankings, maybe we'd pick out a couple of names. Um, is it crazy to suggest that Ostapenko could reach the final in Paris? No, she's done it once before. Um, Ostapenko has, she hasn't been able to, since that Paris run and run to the Wimbledon semis in 2018, uh, she's not really, um, uh, sustained a run for more than a week. Um, I would say, um, but who knows, like, you know, she, clearly those two examples shows that she's perfectly capable of it. Um, it's not crazy. The thing is with Ostapenko is, is that she's just too damn unpredictable. Um, so um, I don't want to definitively say anything. That being said, this result in Rome, I'm not going to say anything yet because I need to sit down and work it up. But I would not be surprised if I if you see do not be surprised if you see Yelena Ostapenko on the next pre on the pre Roland Garros power ranking. That's all I'm saying. Or she's going to be very close. Um, definitely let me know what you think about Ons' situation. Ons Jabeur, really unfortunate um, to uh, get Paula Badossa as her first match back from injury. Because Badossa's, okay, Badossa hasn't got past sort of the last 16 of, of she, she she went out the last 16 of Madrid, she lost in the quarterfinals of uh, Stuttgart um, to Sakharin Sabalenka. Um, and, uh, um, but they're, they're both very good players, um, in conditions that suited them, um, particularly clay for Zachary, uh, but also, um, with, uh, Sabalenka and the indoor faster conditions, um, that was always going to favor her. That's what he said, but Dossa pushed her. Um, so it was a nightmare draw for, um, uh, for Jibber in the opening round. Uh, and, uh, I think if it's, if you've got an informal opponent, when you don't have form, it doesn't matter how good you are, you're going to struggle. So, um, it would have been great for Ons to get some wins under the belt, um, build a little bit of momentum going to Roland Garros. She is now, uh, no longer unbeaten on clay in terms of having a match point converted against her. Um, that's going to affect things. Um, going into Roland Garros and um, maybe it'll enable her to run to the radar a little bit. Um, maybe um, having this extra week where she's not playing will aid that recovery from the calf tear. 
but we'll see what, how that goes. Um, Angebert, still a contender, um, I would say. You can't rule her out, but exactly how far she can get is going to be limited to how well her recovery is going. Um, Power Badossa, um, she's building confidence. I think she's building for something. She went to the quarterfinals of Roland Garros. Uh, she's a former quarterfinals at Roland Garros from 2021. That was, I think, on her debut. Um, that's an impressive debut, and that's someone who's going to be strong in Paris. That could be someone who could push Iga Sviantec, Paula Badosa. Um, given her fighting spirit, I could imagine her giving Iga a, um, a run for her money. Maybe not beating her, but um, providing her with a, a clay court rival um, um, who's got maybe a little bit more form, a little bit of confidence uh, and, and that's been building up. Um, Krajikova is always is someone I've always said could also do the same thing, but Krajikova doesn't seem to be high on confidence right now. Um any other names people want to throw at me? I know there's like um, 11 of you. There's 10 of you on YouTube. There's one of you on Twitch uh, watching. Um, throw some questions at me. Throw some player names at me. Um, let's let's talk about what, um, what uh, you think. Um, any questions that you might have. Um, Story-wise, what we've had. Uh, oh, yeah. John Chin Wen. Oh, yes. John had um, uh, her... Um, coming through into the semi-finals of um, uh, of the tournament, I actually had Karin Lepliskova because I thought she would. Um, she's a Rome specialist; she'd be a lot more confident um, confident on this location. But she had a very, very bad day on her opening round. Um, Zhang is someone else, someone who people have been saying keeping an eye on. I know Vanch has said something similar. As she's, he, I think he's making her her favorite for the final now. Um, yeah, Zhang on clay, um, very comfortable on slower conditions. Um, that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm interested to see what she can do. Um, an all Chinese fourth round between her and uh, Wang Zhu. Um, see how that goes. Uh, and then if Zhang comes through, I'd expect to be playing Kutabatova. Uh, yeah, we, we. I think we're still in for some intriguing clay court battles coming up. Uh but yeah, this could be Zhang's big chance to have a break, big breakthrough result um, in her career uh, and get to the and get to a that a, a, a one thousand final and and mark her as a top tier contender for many years to come, um, rather than just a potential contender because we know how talented she is. But there's plenty of people who've been marked out as talented who've taken a while to kind of really showcase it this would put her on the map really early on her career um if she can um go deep which i think given this draw is definitely possible um others other names uh others results we talked about kenin um and her comeback sabalenka not um clearly still have issues with the conditions um madison keys in the fourth round was expecting that did benefit from a walkover um is a former, you know, has done well at Rome before, uh, or maybe she hasn't, but um, she, uh, I'm going to check her stats actually before I and confirm I'm actually right on that, um, before I kind of make any too wild a claim uh, on Madison Keys. Uh, but um, yeah, that's um, a big name that's worth keeping an eye on. She's not bad on clay. I know she's kind of thought as being um, a preferred fast court player, but she's, you know, had decent results. She's a semi-finalist at Roland Garros um, in uh, 2018. 
Actually, she's the only Grand Slam she's not reached a semi-final of is Wimbledon. Weirdly, given again, she she, she would have a perfect game for grass. Um, yeah, Italian Open finalist in 2016. Um, who would she have lost to? That would have been uh, Serena Williams. She lost to in that match. Um, that's how long Madison Keys has been around for. Um, so yeah, former Rome finalist, someone else to keep an eye on. Um, Sloane Stevens may be beginning to build up some momentum as well. Another American, um, former Roland Garros finalist, 2018. Um, Madison, the person who beat Madison Keys in the 2017 US Open final. Um, she beat former semi-finalist not uh, Roland Garros, Nadia Podoroska, in the first round, quite convincingly. Stevens is coming off um, actually a very, very good run um, um, in a lower lower level tournament, um, a w- WTA 125k event in San Malo actually won the title, um, which given that she was struggling to win matches up to that point is a massive confidence builder for her. But she ran into Victoria Azarenka, who does seem to be a bit of a thorn in her side um, at the minute, but maybe some signs of a bit of a Stevens resurgence ahead of Roland Garros. That would be interesting. Ghosty, you got a question about Kenin and her victory over Sabalenka. Is it an indication she's back and could compete for a slam again? If you'd asked me in the immediate aftermath of that match, the answer would have been yes. Um, because And probably on clay. Um, but, you know, or any tournament really. Like she was, She's won the Australian Open. Um, I, I would hope so. Um, however, her immediate loss to Kalanina tells me, no, she's not there ready for slam contention yet but she can't be far off i think she's just a she just needs a, a run of consistent wins um to convince me um haven't talked about garcia yet actually um and it's kind of worrying times for the world number four and the top french player again another shock exit um from the tournament uh, we've talked about a lot of big names going out. In fact, actually, Iga Fiontech is the only top six seed left in the draw. And she's the number one. So the gap is to the rest of the field is opening up. Uh, Garcia, yeah. Um, no, I, it's not ideal. Her form's been getting worse and worse. It was patchy coming in, and now she's struggling to win matches. Um, uh, Garcia, Um Losing to, well, she's beat Bogdan in three sets and then she lost to Camille Osorio in the third round. I will say that Osorio is a very strong clay court player and a very talented player and one and a, and a star of the future. So not that big a, a shock to me that she won that match. But it's not ideal for Garcia going into her home major um, where she's going to be having a lot of home support. She's going to be hyped to potentially win the thing by maybe the wider media. Um I would imagine the dream French media final would be Sviantec versus Garcia. Um, and if Garcia's in the final, then that means she's got her form back, which is great. But on in this situation, I think she might struggle to make second week. But uh, it depends. Um, really, uh, yeah, she's not happy right now. But I hope that um, things are... Uh, things will improve and uh, she's got opportunities for things to improve as you get into grass where she is definitely very comfortable. Um, but yeah, not, not great times for Garcia right now. Uh, Dreamt was talking about Mukova or Vondrusheva goes deep in Gar- in Roland Garros. I mean, Vondrusheva loves a clay court 
is a former Ron Garros finalist. Um, I remember everyone being a bit surprised when she beat Joe Conta in the semis to get to the final, but she's kind of backed that up since. You know, she's an Olympic silver medalist. Um, definitely very tricky opponent on uh, clay. And I'd say this this Rome is going to give her a lot of confidence going into Roland Garros. I definitely could see her going deep um, in that tournament. She's in the fourth round at the minute. She's going to be playing Elena Rabakina next. I would imagine she's going to give Rabakina a massive headache in that fourth round match. Mukova, similarly, um, I would be, I, again, Mukova's good on any surface. She's a great player. Again, probably a little bit stronger on natural surfaces. Um, so grass as well. Um, and she's definitely building her form back up. Um, Mukova's difficult to predict because, again, she will go on a run of one or two match wins and then kind of falter, run out of steam a little bit. So I'm interested to see how she does against Badossa um, in their mat- in their fourth round match. Um uh, but yeah, I completely agree, Dreamt. I could see um, a scenario where uh, they go, um, uh, uh, so where she goes deep in, in Roland Garros, like both of them going deep in this year's French Open. Um, but neither are in form where it's easy to predict that right now. Um, John's mentioning about Zachary. Um, I know we touched on her, but where are we at with the former French Open semi finalist? Um, contender on clay still but um again someone else it's hard to predict because of her lack of consistent form um and um i would i i would caution against anyone betting on her to win the thing um uh but you know i can also very see likely see a scenario where we see her in the quarterfinals or even the semis given the right draw um little unfortunate maybe today with um, a bit of a tough loss um, again to a very tricky opponent uh, in uh, Vondrosheva. Not a bad loss for her at all. Uh, so yeah, I, I think where are we at? Don't, don't get, I, I wouldn't say don't put anything on her going beyond quarters or semis. Uh, Will Eager ever win Wimbledon? Uh, that might be more of a question for when the grass comes around. But uh, I would say uh, she won junior Wimbledon. So she's got the potential on grass. She seems to, she's not too uncomfortable with it. But she has to be a top 60 player in the world on the surface. She's never beaten a player ranked in the top 60 on grass. Um, she needs to sort, she needs to get over that hurdle before we start talking about her as a serious contender soon. Um, as she gains more experience throughout her career, I could see her maybe winning Wimbledon when she hits her 30s, um, but or gets nearer to her 30s. She's only she, what, she's only 21 right now. She's going to 22 this year. Um, I, I think she can. Um, will it happen? I think there'll be a lot more stronger and co- more confident grass court players out there, and it will really depend on the future generations in there, how comfortable they are on grass. Yeah, Rebecca is still in. She's a top 10 player. Yeah, absolutely. She's ranked number seven at the minute. So um, always going to be a contender. I've always said that she's better on clay than people give her credit for. I'm interested to see how she copes with Fondrosheva in the last 16. I don't see her beating Eager on Rome or Roland Garros. Um, and we're talking a lot about Roman Gas. We're like we're in the middle of a tournament at the minute. Um, 
but uh it's uh that's but that's what happens when you when a big name goes out and the next question for them is what about Roland Garros what about Roland Garros um Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details who is my call to make the rome final well i'm looking at the bottom half of the draw um I think that's because like, the top half, it's Iga Sviantek. Because you go, Donna Vekic is now one, so she is going to be Iga's opponent. Um, I think Iga beats Vekic. Um, I think she will beat both Vondrosheva. I think Vondrosheva is more likely to test her in the quarterfinal than Rabakina. Uh, I definitely think Iga will be more comfortable than Rabakina. And I think Vondrosheva will test her, but I don't think she'll have enough to stop her. If she gets Bedosa or Ostapenko in the semis, that could get interesting. Um, again, Bedosa's fighting spirit, very comfortable on clay. Um, I could see a scenario where um, they they really push Iga. And if Ostapenko's on a roll, we know that Iga doesn't have a great head-to-head against her. Again, though, I just feel like Iga's so comfortable in Rome, it's going to take a very special effort to beat her. I think Bedosa and Ostapenko are capable of producing that level in a semi-final. But I, I, I'm not sure are capable of it. Um, I think Bedosa might ha- have a lower ceiling than Ostapenko. We'll have to see. Also, Ostapenko is just too difficult to predict. If it ends up being Kasakina in that semi-final, or Mukova, definitely eager. So I'd say eager, heavy favourite with some caveats that there are some players out there who maybe could test it. Um and I'd, it's not a slam dunk, 100%. This is what's happening. Um, sec- so that the, that comes down to who do I think is in this, coming through the second half of the draw. I would be very excited for a lot of them. I could see Kutumatova doing it. Um, I'd say on paper right now on form, she's probably the more likely. But I could, I also like the, the hype that John and Vanch are giving Zhang Chinwen is very hard to ignore. Um, so I I could see this a bit, but then we've hyped Zhang Chinwen plenty of times and then she's come up short. So maybe she, she'd run a steam in the quarterfinal against um, a Kudamatova or a Bushkova, uh, maybe more like a Kudamatova. Um, Keys is still in the mix. Um, as a former finalist in Rome, uh, but I think that walkover against Azarenka and maybe is slightly not not particularly tough draw might eventually hurt her. She might be a bit undercooked. I'm fascinated by the seventh section of the draw. Fourth round, Camilla Osorio against Beatrice Haddad Meyer. Haddad Meyer is obviously a very qualified player. She's the 12th seed. Uh, is going to be comfortable on clay because that's what she grew up with in Brazil. Um, Osorio, another South American, great win over Garcia, another good win over Martic. Is this her time to break through? I'm not really answering the question, um, but uh, I would, I yeah, I think that if, if you ask me right now, 
pick a player who's going to play Igor Svantec in the in the final of Rome. I'm going to go boring and say Veronica Kudermetova. I am, and just because I think she's she's on paper the one uh, to watch, but I I do think Zhang's got a really good shout. I think Osorio would be a really exciting opponent, and I think Beatrice Hadamaya shouldn't be ruled out either. Okay, um, people are asking about my views on Mira Andreva, which I think is how you pronounce it. Um, first of all, is she going to have to qualify for the French Open? Yes, because she wasn't in the top 100 or anywhere near the top 100 um, a few weeks ago when the cutoff happened. Um, I, I believe she should be in the qualifying draw unless they give her a wild card into the main draw, she's going to have to qualify. Um, so uh, I hope we see her in the Roland Gauss draw. I'm very excited about Andreva and uh, what she can produce. Um, I, I thought she was excellent um, in Madrid and basically was just overpowered by Sabalenka as anyone, as anyone as most anyone would be in that situation. That's something that's very comfortable in Madrid. It suits her game. Um, so, yeah. Um, Andreva. Uh, yeah, I really hope she's in Roland Garros. And I think that she could get a couple of match wins in and continue to impress. Um, seeing some other comments at the minute uh, coming in. Um, Max hoping Coco can defend her points. It would be nice. I don't think she's going to defend all of them. I think she's going to take a ranking drop, to be honest. And that probably will reflect where she's at right now, to be honest. Is Osorio beating Haddad Meyer or does the dream die tomorrow? It's going to be a close one. I think that one's going to be a three-setter. Um, I can't call it. I think genuinely it's going to be close and I'm really excited for it. I need to have a look at the order of play because um, obviously I am working my day job tomorrow, um, which means that uh, I won't be able to um uh necessarily watch every single match but i'm going to see what's going to be on in the evening when i get back because that will definitely be interesting so let's have a look order of play tomorrow on my uh, tnns app um and this is the wta order of play um what is going to happen tomorrow so uh let's have a look what have i got to look forward to uh, oh yeah sorry so sorry and had admire playing at 11:20 um, so sadly, we'll have to miss that one. Um, got a couple of women's matches on in the evening, though. So Parola Badossa and Karina Mukova is happening um, at 6 p.m. my time. Um, this is assuming, of course, that Rhone is not completely washed out, as the weather forecast is potentially suggesting. Um, but as a Brit, I'm used to the rain completely washing out the tennis. Um and I think the Italians are as well. Um, I think also it's a bit of a problem in Paris, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone who's probably followed it, but I do remember a few kind of very washed out French Opens um, over the years. Um, but yeah, evening in terms of matches, I will actually be able to watch tomorrow. Um, Paola Badossa and Karina Mukova at 6pm my time, um, 7pm Italian time. Um, Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And then Sviontek and Vekic, 7.30, uh, my time, uh, which I think uh, would be interesting. Uh, few... I'm just having a look and seeing. Yeah, I'd say definitely right now the WTA matches are more interesting than the ATP matches right now. Um, Yeah, packed afternoon actually for, uh, because the entire last 16 is scheduled to happen tomorrow. This this seems to be following a very similar schedule to Madrid. Um, So yeah, um, at first up, you've got Zheng versus Wong at, uh, and at the same time as Keyes versus Kalanina. Then you've got Osorio Serrano against Hadam Meyer, um, which will probably then Bushkovavan against Kudamatova, then Ostapenko versus Kasatkina. Um, a little disappointed to miss that one, not gonna lie. Vondroshova versus Rabakina would be sort of the mid to late afternoon match, and then you've got Badosamukova, Sviantek Vekic, um, as we're being shown here. Um Max has a prediction on that that she she doesn't think Vekic has a could take a chance on Sviantek. I think I agree, to be honest. Um, so, yeah. Six, I think there's eight um, WTA matches actually happening tomorrow. Um, how will Rebecca play against um, Marquetta? Um, I That's what I'm interested in, because I think Marquetta Vondrosheva is going to be able to disrupt Rebecca's attempts to kind of hit flat... Um, Actually, I need to check something. Um, who did... Uh, who I th- think, if I remember right... Um, yes, no, they didn't play at the Olympics. They're both actually Olympic semi-finalists. So was, I'm quickly trying to remember um, who won that match. Who was it? But I think Rabakina was beaten by Bencic. Um, and Vondrosheva beat Svitolina in the Tokyo Olympic tennis. Um, so they never actually met during the Olympics. Um, Rabakina um, ended up missing out on a medal, losing to Svitolina in the bronze medal match. Um, and um, Vondrosha ended up losing to Bencic in the final. Um, so, yeah, fascinating situation there. I, I think, although I've, Say I, I keep on saying that Rebecca is underrated on clay. I think Vondrosheva on clay is more dangerous than people. They're both more dangerous than people give them credit for. Um, I think Vondrosheva will disrupt Rebecca and frustrate her, and I think she's going to win that match. Um, so yeah, that's your first prediction from me for the day. Um, the other, my other prediction, as you know, my other one was Sviantek beating Vekic in straight sets. Um, so far. Working my way down the draw, Badossa Mukova. I think Mukova's going to run out of steam. I think Badossa will get to the quarterfinals. Ostapenko Kasatkina. I think Ostapenko's building something here. She's building form. Um, and I think Kasatkina has kind of scrapped away here. I think I think it'll be go three sets or maybe get a tiebreak as one of them if it's straight sets. I'm going to give Ostapenko the edge. I'm going to give Ostapenko the edge in the fourth round against Kasatkina. 
Bushkova and Kudamatova. I think Bushkova uh, did well to get this far, but I think Kudamatova is going to beat her in that match. I think Zheng will beat Wong. Um, I think Osorio and Haddad Maya. I, that's really, really hard. Because my head is telling me Haddad Maya, but my heart is telling me Osorio. Uh, my gut instinct. Um, Ostapenko, friend of the show, yes. I'm going to go with my gut, which means I'm going to be wrong. Um, and I'm going to say Osorio is going to beat Haddad Maya. Uh, and then I think Madison Keys will beat Angelina Kalina in their fourth round match. I think Keys will then lose to whoever Osorio wins out of Osorio and Haddad Maya. Um, I think quarterfinals will be difficult to predict, but maybe follow me on Twitter and see if I, I try to uh, throw something out um, out there. But yeah, so that's my predictions um, for how I think this fourth round is going to go. It's a fast, just despite the draw falling apart a little bit in terms of the seeds, we've actually got some really, really good, really big names in there and some good stories, some people making some, uh, you know, big breakthroughs. Um, Vekic is a player who I, I'm surprised doesn't have a bigger result on her record. Um, she deserves to be there. Vandrosheva, Rabakina, Badosa, Mukova, Ostapenko, Kasatkina, Kudamatova, um, Haddad, Maya, Keys. They're all players who um, are, I would consider, top tier um, players who none of whom I would be surprised winning a major anywhere, to be honest. Um, I don't think any of if anyone won a major, it would be a shock. Um, and I, th I actually think you would have to say all of them would be contenders on a long list going in. Um, definitely at a 1000 as well. Um, Bushkova is in a similar category to Vekic, very good player. Um, a little bit surprised, maybe her CV, like her CV's not a little better. Um, and then you've got players like Zhang and Osario who are potentially set on having some breakthrough results very early in their career. Really exciting times. Ah, yes, we have a photo of my um, uh, uh, visit to the David to the, the Billie Jean King Cup when it was in Coventry. Um, and I haven't looked at the chat because I've been um, looking at the draw and now everyone's talking about um, uh, the uh, uh, apparent. I, I think John must have shown the wrong Twitter account or something. Um, John, I think we should get um, Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys on and hope he's into tennis uh, because that would just be hilarious. Um, I'm pretty confident that when you Google Nick Carter, Backstreet Boys Nick Carter comes up first. I don't know. I've not tried. Um, I'm not the kind of person who Googles his own name, um, especially since it's fairly, uh, uh, fairly common name, I would imagine. Uh, Max, yeah, come, come and join the fun on Twitter. Um, my, my Twitter is generally pretty positive. Um, I know Twitter doesn't have the best reputation. You can get in some really stupid arguments on there. Um, and there are some people out there who just want to tell you you're wrong all the time. I tend to ignore them, to be honest. I just don't engage. Um, despite the temptation to argue, um, your Twitter, the key to Twitter is 
you get fed the things that you respond to. Um, if you are only responding to stuff you're arguing with, it's going to be awful. If you only respond to stuff that you genuinely like, it's a nice place. That's that's Nick Carter's guide to surviving Twitter right there. Um, and yes, I can see that I might have said Anna Karenina by mistake, but I'm pretty sure I said Anna and Helena Kalanina. Okay. There's one more story from the tournament that I really, really want to mention because we've been talking about shocks. And there's one name we haven't actually mentioned yet. Jessica Pagula. Um, Jessica Pagula, third seed, lost to Taylor Townsend. Um, and to be honest, I was kind of hoping Townsend would still be in the tournament. She nearly got through against Wong. She lost very close match uh, in the end of a very tight final set. It was a really topsy-turvy one. So lots of momentum swings. Um, I want to talk about Townsend and Pagula. I'm talking about Townsend right now. Townsend, um, I think any big result for her is always good news for the tour, given what happened to her and her very early in her career. Um, and it's all about proving, I think, sort of Taylor Townsend is proving the doubt is wrong. Um, and now she's got two big top 10 wins, having also beaten Simona Halep at the US Open. Her game is very suited to clay. I'm very excited by her doubles results with Leila Fernandez. There's a good chance they're going to, build a regular partnership and try and get to the WTA finals, maybe win some big titles. They've already got some quite deep in 1,000 tournaments. Um, yeah, Ta Taylor Townsend um, uh, is a player that I would love to kind of have um, a few more big results, um, not just sort of one-off wins over top 10 players, showing she's very capable, but maybe have a quarterfinal, a big event against her name. That would be cool. Jessica Pagula, um, maybe a little disappointed, not to get a bit further. Um, and um, uh, not to get a bit further, I think Townsend played a great game and that's what it takes to beat Pagula. But again, another player who's now coming into Roland Garros with less than ideal form, having lost unexpectedly to Kuzmatova in Madrid, where she was the defending finalist, and early on in Rome. Pagula so she started was starting to see a little bit of a loss of form for Pagula uh I still I still think she's likely to go deep go deep in Roland Garros but maybe her ceiling is is starting to show a little bit or maybe uh there's um maybe there's a um uh a chance that she's losing a little bit of um, consistency, a little bit of form. But the good news is that she could easily get it back. Um, so let's see how it goes. Um, I think the purple back backlight ghost is due to my um, computer screen because that's where my camera is. Um, and uh, I look like looks like you've had some experience with Twitter ghost. And yes, whilst I I would agree that you shouldn't get into any. Um, What's the word? Um, uh, echo chambers. Try and avoid echo chambers. Um, don't be afraid to be challenged. There's nothing wrong with being challenged and having a difference of opinion. It's how you conduct yourself. And if people and and there's and how you respond to it is let's have a constructive conversation versus 
I'm going to tell you you're wrong. I'm going to make you feel bad about yourself. And there's a difference in how you conduct yourself. So that that would be kind of my point about Twitter is there's a difference between constructive engagement with opposing views. There's nothing wrong with following people with opposing views. And I would recommend that. But um, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to say about uh, my little guide to Twitter. Um, but yes, just, uh, um, but yeah, um, everyone's excited about Shisina versus Shevchenko. I don't have that match on. It sounds like it's an interesting match, um, right now. So clearly Yannick Sinner is giving, um, Italian home fans something to cheer for. I think they're probably a little disappointed, um, that their, uh, their home favorites in the WTA side didn't make it through. Camilla Georgi was the last woman standing and she went out to Mukova, um, in what was an interesting match because Georgie was well ahead in the first set and then lost it on a tie break. Like she had set points to win it and lost the match. Um, Mukova also beat Trevisan. So she's kind of taken out the two big Italian names on the WTA side. Um, uh, so uh, I will. Um, uh, so, but yeah, maybe Mukova is not going to be the, flavor of the month with Italian fans who I have to say are a little bit rowdy and a little bit uh they tend to misbehave they don't um uh, they don't have a problem with just walking around between points and don't uh, between serves and don't see a problem with it um definitely not afraid to put players off um maybe it's just the Rome crowd though because the Turin crowd is uh a little bit better uh behaved but maybe that's because there's no Italians uh, or have been many Italians involved, which I would expect there to be going forward with um, Sinner and Musetti um, and a few more years of Berrettini being in the mix. Um, Luca Nardi as well, someone um, coming through um, with a lot of talent from Italy. Um, yeah, and obviously we're talking about um, questions about when the next match live stream is. I'm excited for hopefully coming on and bring, bringing us something at some point um yeah just uh let me know uh, i'm sh i'm sure john and i will probably compare diaries and see when we can do some coverage um i'll definitely be looking forward to that um but uh yeah keep an eye on us for all things rome and the italian open um across the men's and the women's um john uh, max has already said that she's based in las vegas so um uh, so we're looking at uh, kind of an eight hour difference from GMT, nine hour difference from CET. Um, so um, if we're covering evening matches, then, um, well, the um, the opening women's match, well, the opening matches in the evening would be uh, 10 a.m. your time, which is um, Badossa and uh, Mukova. Um also, at the same time as Sitsipas versus Sonigo, which I could see getting very rowdy again with the crowds. Um, and then the evening match, the late evening match, Shiontek versus Vekic, due to get underway, uh, would be um, 8.30 p.m. Um, Italian time, um, probably about 11.30 a.m. Las Vegas time for Max. Um, so, yes, got yourself a nice sort of morning, provided you don't have to go to work. Um, which is the only real downside there. Um, and of course, it does depend on the weather in Rome, because as I said, it doesn't look promising. Seeing a lot of photos, again on Twitter, of 
rain clouds um, moving in. So um, I think, uh, you know, we could you could turn on, you could wake up tomorrow, if uh, th- those of you who are in America, and find that most of the matches haven't even been played yet, um, which will be very entertaining to keep across anyone who is covering um, any matches this week. Um, all right. I think I've covered all the big stories. I've done some predictions. I've talked tennis with you and it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for throwing um, all your questions at me. Um, it's been a lot of um, a lot of fun uh, talking tennis with you and having a bit of a Q&A. Um, I'm glad that it didn't get too personal. That's always the risk with this kind of thing. Um, if you're new, subscribe. Um, follow us. We want to get to 2,000 uh, subscribers uh, and you know talk tennis with as many of you as possible. We've got a great community here. Um, I have a tremendous amount of fun um, having a bit of banter with Ghost um, and Max and uh, Jane. She's not here tonight, but um, hopefully she'll catch up with us later. So hi if you're catching up with us, Jane. Um, and obviously our, our other regulars too. Um, ATP Weekly is coming up shortly. Um, that's going to be a fun episode, I think. Um, there's definitely some big stories to talk about from Rome, uh, particularly if there's anything to go by with this uh, Yannick Sinner match, which I'm now just going to quickly Google the score of because I don't know what's going on. Oh, Sinner's about to serve for the match. Okay, so it's not that dramatic. It's just that one rally. Um, so, um, all right. Well, thank you all so much for joining me. I'll be back next week to talk about the Rome final. Um, and um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what happens. Um, it's always GMT. Yeah. Love it, Ghosty. Um, and uh, maybe maybe we need to start uh, introducing TTT, Talking Tennis Time. Uh, but that would be all the time for me. All right. Take care, everyone. Have a good day wherever you are in the world and we'll speak soon. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.